Automotive, a podcast for imagining the future. My name is Devu and I am not a specialist in anything. I have worked through seven or eight professions. I have been a leadership development consultant, an innovation consultant, filmmaker, journalist, advertising executive, dabbled in edtech and much more. I am also not an expert in anything. Neither am I a TEDx speaker nor an influencer. I simply love coffee, music, movies and a slow easy life. Trying to figure out my own slow easy life led to today's topic. What if money was not important for living? And I recently ask people on Twitter this very question what is important for living and the four options were money food love or shelter to my shock 50% said money was important for living and they have it all wrong this is not philosophical at all the explanation is purely physiological they are basic requirements for us to live Anything less or anything more is either deprivation or excess. I call out a Maslow for misleading humanity and putting a very abstract concept of self-actualization in our heads. The only actualization we humans need is to simplify our lives. I set out to look for the science behind it and found my very own formula, which is 3, 2, 1. 3 for body, 2 for mind and 1 for both. Let me explain this in detail. Our body needs just three things, energy, water, and shelter from harsh elements. Women need 2000 calories of energy daily, while men need 2500 calories on an average. Guess how much three cups of salted peanuts would provide? 2500 calories. I was amazed to realize that me and my wife just need five and a half cups of peanuts between us every day. How much does that cost? That's 750 grams and probably costs 225 rupees on Amazon. Between the two of us, we also just need 16 glasses of clean drinking water. And if we live in a place with temperatures between 20 to 25 degrees Celsius, our body will stay in thermal equilibrium without the need for shivering or sweating and therefore no special clothing. I don't need a fancy house for that. While I personally haven't reconciled to living on peanuts, but I have realized that I can easily knock off more than 80% of my cost of living. And that came as a very pleasant surprise. Next, the two things that we need for our mind. Loving relationships and novelty or challenges. We need both physical and emotional contact through loving relationships, which is crucial for the hormone oxytocin. By the way, oxytocin is also known as the cuddle hormone. Wife, children, parents, siblings, friends, the list is long. Any or more is enough for a healthy life. This is crucial during our early years for development of the brain. I came across this heartbreaking story of the experience of Dr. Charles Nelson. He visited, uh, you know, the orphanages in Romania and 1999 
and he saw young children in Romanian orphanages that were kept in their cribs with no sensory stimulation. Although they had their basic needs met, they were fed, washed and clothed, the infants were deprived of emotional care, support and any kind of stimulation or contact. Nelson actually shares this interesting and heartbreaking experience that when he visited these orphanages, little kids he had never seen before would want to jump into his arms and sit on his lap or hold his hand or even walk off with him. It was the coping mechanism of neglected children. It is a hallmark behavior of children who have grown up in an institution. If you are interested to know what predicts success in life, then look up an ongoing research by Harvard, which started in 1938. It's still ongoing. And they have released, there's a brilliant TED talk as well. They found out that people who fared the best were the people who leaned into relationships with family, with friends, with community. You see, there is no mention of the workplace over here. Okay, so next, we talked about loving relationships, which is the first thing that we need for our mind. The next is our need for novelty or challenge, which creates a zone of creative tension. A zone of creative tension is one which is a challenge or a task that is new and creates an opportunity for learning. It is always a good balance between not easy and not impossible. This is ideal for our inbuilt reward system of dopamine. But what really is dopamine? For those of you who didn't pay attention in science class like me, dopamine is simply our internal appraisal system and crucial for how we learn. I hate to say this, but all our present day learning systems are designed for boredom, not dopamine. But more of that on a later episode. Our brain is designed to constantly set expectations and evaluate reality. Dopamine is the reward for how reality turns out against the expectation. If things turned out better than expected, the reward is an extra release of dopamine. If the reality is worse than expectation, then there's a reduced release of dopamine. This then becomes a method for the brain to learn by adjusting expectations and by trying to be closer to reality the next time around. Sadly, the world has hijacked our reward system by things which don't matter. Our dopamine release is now a slave to a promotion at the workplace, which is a slave to achievement of targets. Or we simply have become dopamine slaves to money that buys us a bigger TV, a bigger car, a bigger house. The list is endless. Exactly 10 years ago, I took a sabbatical and reset my dopamine system. I set expectations of a different kind. I set goals of watching a movie every day with my wife. It's been 10 years and I have hit 160, 180 movies a year on average. It has been game changing for me. Although I fell short of my goal, but I never expected that I could even do 100 movies a year. Leading a consultant's life, this was unimaginable. I then added a goal of one meal a day with my family. I couldn't be happier and calmer. And this has been a great insight of switching your reward mechanisms from what is imposed on you to what you would rather like to do. That brings me to the final one thing for both body and mind, sleep. We need sleep to give our body a rest at the end of the day and to replenish our mind as well. This brings to me the fascinating science of brainwashing, which I found out in 2019, last year. 
a new research shows for the first time that during deep sleep, which is also known as slow wave sleep, the neurons in our brain shut off for a short while in waves and don't require as much oxygen, so blood leaves the area. As the blood leaves, pressure in the brain drops and cerebrospinal fluid quickly flows in to maintain pressure at a safe level. These slow waves of brainwashing not only play an important role in memory consolidation, but also remove toxins from the brain that cause neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. I have been tracking my deep sleep duration for a few months now and see the difference. My blood glucose levels are healthier as my duration of deep sleep keeps improving. I have seen visible fat loss and my memory is also much better. Even my mind functions so much better. The idea of this podcast itself came from a restful night's sleep. To sum it up, I have benefited immensely from eating what is required and healthy eating. I have kept an eye on my water intake. I have set realistic expectations for myself that are not materialistic but more focused on my loved ones. And I have been clocking 8 plus hours of sleep every night on an average. But more importantly, the 2 hours or so of deep sleep that I get. The simple formula just of 3 to 1 daily was an eye-opener. To lead a good quality life or to live optimally, everything else including money is discretionary. You can have all of these with little or even no money at all. And I would leave you with that thought. So till next time, I just wish you loads of dreamless deep sleep.